Welcome back to another episode of My Neighbors Are Dead. I'm your host, Adam Peacock, and we're all familiar with the big names in horror, Freddie, Jason, the Overlook Hotel, but who we're not familiar with are the ones just outside the terror, the ones who didn't get to tell their tales. And helping me do that this week, the co-host of the Everything is Rent podcast. Please give it up for Beth Appel. Beth, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm so good. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me. I hope I don't get too scared. <laughs> I, I don't think so. I hope not. I hope you don't get scared either. I have some cricket problems in my house, so maybe that'll be a little scary. I don't oh, know. yeah, they're out and about. So this isn't just a thing with my neighborhood then, right? Well, or I don't want to reveal too much, but where do you live? I live in, I'm in Silver Lake. Okay, yeah, I'm not in Silver Lake. I'm in okay. Eagle Rock. Um, it's They're just everywhere. I moved, I was telling Ryan before we started, I moved some garbage cans and a bunch of things scurried. I thought they were <gasps> roaches, but it was crickets. And Ugh. I was fine with it because I don't I don't think they're bad. But now they're in my house. Yeah. Oh, they're inside. Well, I, not I, a bunch, like one or two. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the next big horror movie. I think you and I actually just broke it. Um let's write it. Let's write it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but enough of my infested apartment in Silver Lake. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about the movie that we're going to, that you picked. Were you talking about the 2020 Invisible Man? Beth, why did you pick this movie? Um, well, so I'm not a movie person. Like, I'm a huge TV fan, love TV, okay. big, big TV stan. <laughs> um, movies, like, I, I was, I, I am. My partner was also on your podcast, who is a big movie person. So I was Mark David Christensen. Mm -hmm. So I was going through with him. I was like, what are horror movies? I was trying to even remember like ones that I've seen. Like, you know, I've seen The Exorcist. Mm -hmm. I've seen Freddy versus Jason. (laughs) But probably none of the ones that lead up to that. You don't need to see the other ones. (laughs) versus Jason is a masterpiece we can all agree but like oh, yeah, for sure just truly are I just have not seen a lot um and uh so yeah I, I just this was one that I enjoyed I think I I'm a, more of a thriller kind of person mm-hmm. suspense um than like straight up horror so uh this sort of bridges that gap I think I was very excited when this was on HBO Max with everything being shut down. I was so excited to see it because I wanted to see this in the theater and I never got a chance to. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm assuming that's how you saw this film. Yes. This might've been the last movie I saw in a theater except Tenet, which when LA was or Orange County was renting out theaters to private groups, I did go to a theater and watch Tenet. Very cool. A few months ago. <laughs> I mean, it was like the worst it's bad but um what is renting that the theater or the movie itself the movie itself but sitting in a like 200 person theater with four other people felt nice and safe like it was very fun to watch a movie Mm -hmm. uh, in a theater but yeah i think the invisible man is the last might be the last one i saw what did you think about it did you like it did you did you hate it where what do you where do you fall on this loved it big fan yeah cute yeah what i i'm hard to please i typically come out of a movie um not liking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm fun. I'm I'm fun to talk about movies with. Um but this one I loved. I thought it was great. That opening scene is incredible. Like the suspense in it. I, you know, just the right number of jump scares for me. Uh great performances. 
um, good twists and turns to the story. Yeah, I thought it was really good. What did you think? I loved it. And admittedly, I was a little trep, like the previews and everything were amazing, but I was a little trepidatious because my last experience with a with an Invisible Man movie was was Hollow Man. I don't know if you remember Hollow Man. No, with, what's that? It's with Kevin Bacon where he essentially becomes an Invisible Man and it makes him go crazy. And he uses that craziness to just kind of perv out Elizabeth Shue. Oh, okay. I mean, he does. What does he do? Too. He just wa- watches her get naked or something? Yeah, like he Like he wears this really bizarre like skin suit <laughs> you know, like this fake skin suit, but he has to wear like glasses because they, for whatever reason, they don't have eyes in it. So <laughs> if you look at his eyes, you'll see he's invisible. So he takes his skin suit off and like he just basically, you know, he watches Elizabeth Shoe shower like a fucking creep. I mean, like what we would all do. Like, I'm sure we would be much <laughs> more likely to use our invisible suits to do that than to do uh, <laughs> than to murder a bunch of people and terrorize our ex. I don't yeah, know. I don't I don't think I could murder anybody. I I don't even know if I could if I could perv on Elizabeth's shoe in the shower. <laughs> I could. Could you? Oh yeah. I mean her specifically. No well, one she's, else. She's beautiful. What a yeah. gorgeous woman. Uh, I'd I'd watch her shower all day long. No, well, I I, think, I wouldn't do that. This is different now. If we're if we're picking specifically Elizabeth's shoe, that's okay. Like, we can get on board with that. But if it's anybody else, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what else would you do? Would you do anything nefarious if you had that ability that? Uh, the invisible man has? Oh my God. You know what I would do is I would like one time go into a room where I knew people might be talking about me and listen. Mm -hmm. And it would be so heartbreaking that I would (laughs) kill myself. No, I would never do it again. (laughs) Like it would, it would be like such a mistake. Um, Or it would be so great you know maybe they're saying great things about me and then i would be like all right i'm retiring my invisible suit i don't know i I don't think i would like would i steal money yeah i'd probably steal money from like a place that deserved it yeah like chick-fil-a or something (laughs) i'd steal money from (laughs) chick-fil-a i'd get a sandwich to go i'd eat it while i watch elizabeth shoe in the shower and I'd, (laughs) i'd go to bed happy being invisible sounds great yeah. What would you do with, with the suit? I don't know, uh, Beth, because I already think what people are saying about me when I'm not around is so awful <laughs> that if it exceeded that, I don't know if I could take it. And then if they were saying good things about me, I would immediately suspect that they knew I was in the room and were just pacifying me. So I don't know if I could do that. You and I both need ex- Extensive therapy. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. I've Our self-esteem going... is so low. Oh, it's so terrible. I've been going for years and like just when I think I'm doing all right, I'm like, no. Yeah. I heard I, you have... yeah. I went to one therapy session when I moved to LA and um the therapist didn't know what pescatarian meant and I never went back. Oh no, really? It's like I don't respect you. We're done. <laughs> that seems like some baseline biological medical knowledge they should know. I don't know. Who knows how it even came up? I guess she was asking about my diet, but. I think that's, I could do that. I could be invisible and then I would just sneak into other people's therapy appointments. That would be interesting. I, I used to be a paralegal for a divorce lawyer and it, oh. that was what it was, you know, it was like so much just like personal turmoil and like gossip about people who I wasn't connected to. That was pretty good. How how was that being a paralegal for a divorce attorney? That's kind of horror movie related to this movie specifically. She's trying to leave her husband. Hey, yeah, a lot of cases just like this came across my desk <laughs> during that time. Um, yeah, I mean, it was interesting. It definitely what faith I had in marriage. It 
<laughs> erased completely. Excellent. Um, so yeah, it was depressing. A lot of like crying women being like, don't ever get married. Oh God. Yeah. But, but you didn't listen. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, well, you know, I take it with a grain of salt to getting divorced is very easy. If you're not a psychopath. It's, a, it's easy if you're not a psycho. Yeah. You just sign some forms, call it a day. If neither party is a sociopath or a psychopath. Yeah. I mean, and you're really rolling the dice there too. That's true. That's true. Um, Um, Speaking of sociopaths and psychos, do you think there is a better name for a sociopath or a psycho than Adrian? Adrian is pretty good. I mean, like if we're going to other movies like Hannibal, that's pretty good. That's a great movie or name, but maybe because of the movie like say the invisible man came out and she was like i'm sneaking away from hannibal (laughs) like we would be like what what i would think Uh, it was like another silence of the lambs movie yeah but if the movie didn't exist in a world in which silence of the lambs doesn't exist hannibal might be a very very weird name for a psychopath i just think the 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 name adrian just encapsulates everything i like it's just a great villain name it is. Yeah. It's like evokes a lot of like, sort of like bad man feelings. And it, Adrian Griffin, like just what a completely douche name. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. You know, I think he has a lot of redeeming qualities. I, uh, oh, yeah, which no, 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 I know <laughs> he's, he's a bad man. He's You're right. I'm shitting on this guy a lot. Let's find one nice thing to say about him. <laughs> um, I, I think he's pretty attractive. If he I is recall. very attractive. Yeah. So. And if you're, you know, if you're going for the materialistic thing, he kind of, I mean, it's a nice house. They live in a nice house. That house. I mean, I wouldn't leave. It's like a Batman house. He's got like a hidden suit in a hidden room. And yeah, I was looking it up. It's in Australia, I think. Oh yeah. What a house. Australia is beautiful. I've never been. It's too far. Um, it is too far. I have been a couple of times. I went with oh. someone else who I think might have been on this pod because he's on every pod, Will Hines. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Will Hines. Will's great. And I, he and I went to teach uh, improv and sketch classes in Australia. So uh, from the airplane rides alone, I know his entire life story. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very long plane ride. Yeah. Beth, do you think that this technology is currently being worked on for civilian use? And if so, who do you think is going to put it out first? For civilian use. Yeah, not, I mean, we know it exists for the military. Does it get an invisible? Okay. Yeah, it's definitely being developed for civilian use. It's Elon Musk is all over it. He's got to be, right? Yeah, he's musking it up. He's preparing. What's he going to do with it? He's, I don't know. I guess it's for people who want to drive like self-driving cars but when they get in horrible accidents they don't want to be on the scene that's very good that's a good way to subvert the law yeah they're like my car drove itself right out of my driveway i've been in bed the whole time (laughs) there's really nothing good about being invisible i think people think it's great but it just leads to crime yeah i can't think of any other any non-criminal use that they would develop it for. there's no good use for it 
Yeah, it's like sneaking into places, leaving scenes of crime. <laughs> yes, vehicular manslaughter. Uh, <laughs> what is no doubt breaking and entering in Miss Elizabeth Shoe's home. Yeah. Now I want to think of a like like a nice use for it, like vigilante stuff, right? Like stopping yeah. crimes, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, like spying on someone to see what they like and then buying them a gift based on what you That's, saw. But you're, what a very thoughtful use for that technology. <laughs> you're still spying. And then they're probably scared. They're like, why did yeah. you know that I like this? I mean, and really there's, you, there's no good answer to that. Yeah. I was invisible and I snuck into your home. <laughs> I do think for vigilantes, I think the guardian angels in New York would benefit greatly for from invisibility suits. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, they're, they're a great group. Are, are you a member? Or? I'm not. No, I, I think they're good. <laughs> I hope nothing bad has come out about the guardian angels. I don't know. I don't know much about them. Uh, so what was your, do you have a favorite scene from this movie? Um, well, I'm the restaurant scene is iconic. Mm-hmm. Love the restaurant scene. Um, and the opening I mentioned earlier. The opening is great. It's just, yeah, what a great. Um, I like all of them. I like the scene where she's like meeting with the brother lawyer at first, like finding what a out great about, villain, too. Yeah, he's great, too. Mm-hmm. And then I that's where my interest in like family law intersects with this movie as well oh yeah you have like a a whole different perspective on this thing yeah i had some thoughts about the uh (laughs) the will that they drew up i um saw i thought some articles could have been clarified some terms defined yeah um so that that's a good one too the beating up i mean i don't love violence and gore hence like (laughs) not watching a lot of horror movies i i watch a lot of stuff with my eyes closed and tell Dave to tell me when it's over. Um, But, but the like beating up, you know, what's really good in the, in the movie is the scene where like people realize, like it's very satisfying first in the like mental hospital where people realize that she's not crazy. Mm -hmm. And then when like, even though it's not fun to watch like a child and father who are our heroes in the movie get beat up. Like it's satisfying <laughs> right. when they realize like, Oh, she's, she was telling the truth. Yeah. That watching her slowly go insane over that. It was very, I empathized with her greatly in that. Yeah. You know what? Here's maybe a hot take. I think we need to find a new actress. Elizabeth Moss is great, but I think we've seen her do that too many times it's like (laughs) we need to find another actress to like have a mental breakdown on camera yeah there's gotta be like it's it's like when you see a celebrity in a like a big celebrity in like a national commercial for like volvo like come on could have been anyone there's enough for everybody you don't have to be so selfish yeah exactly yeah i think it's just her being selfish it is she's selfish (laughs) we want to be a hands handmaid's tale and peggy and whoever this what's her name i don't retain a lot from movies i watch cecilia cecilia she's had enough though she's had enough she's had Uh, enough and let's give her some parts where she's like a little bit you know like happy go lucky there you go yeah yeah i i love that restaurant scene too with the 
spoiler, the neck slashing. The only, I don't know what you think of this, and maybe I watched it wrong, but it felt like something out of an airplane movie because there's the take of her with no knife. They go to her sister, and as soon as they're back, it's like right here. So it feels like somebody would have noticed that just walk its way up to the side of her head. It was funny. Yeah, it was a little bit silly. I I did a slight Reddit dive. Not uh-huh. even a dive. I did a red I dipped my toe into Reddit and there are a lot of complaints about that scene about like there would have been a camera in there and people would have seen like the yeah. silliness of like the knife floating and things like that. Um anything floating in anything is like very hard to make look. You have to suspend your disbelief for a little bit to to accept that something's going to float in a movie. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. It's like, I'm just going to ignore the fact that I know that like, like fishing line exists or whatever they use to make stuff float. <laughs> right, right, Look, right, I'm right. not a, I'm not a special effects person, but. And you know what? God bless those people. They're great. They do a great job. Yeah. I've really learned a lot from this Beth. I've learned that divorce is super easy. I've learned that what I would and wouldn't do if I were invisible and to really suspend disbelief when things are floating. Well, you know, I'm here to teach. <laughs> and fuck Elizabeth Moss for some reason. Yeah, you know what? Let's uh, let's uh, let's turn the world on her. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's time for the backlash against Elizabeth Moss. You know what? Maybe this is interesting. I met her in a bar one time. Oh, okay. Um, the, the, here's a bunch of name drops. I was hanging out with Do it. Matthew Weiner. I had I've seen, heard. Here's I went to dinner and a play, a Broadway play with Matthew Weiner. The circumstances are not I'm not gonna get into. I went to okay. see Bloody 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 Andrew Jackson with Matthew Weiner in New York City. He loved it so much he started the standing ovation uh, at that performance. Wow. Um then we went to a bar and we couldn't get a table, but then it turned out Elizabeth Moss was there and she invited us to join her table. And um, I'll tell you this, she believes in ghosts. She, the only thing I remember, she told a very long elaborate story about a ghost in her house. <laughs> yeah, she sounds pretty great. Yeah, she was, she was also very attractive. Yeah, she sounds, all right. I change my stance on turning the world against Elizabeth Moss. <laughs> okay. Fair. <laughs> um, well, I would love to keep, I would love to hear that ghost story, but unfortunately we have to take a break because we, the, the manager from that restaurant where people were way too upset about knives floating is going to be stopping by to talk a little bit about her experience post uh, horrific events. But Beth, thank you so much for coming by. Thanks for having me. Hey neighbors, Adam and Nate here to talk to you about Patreon. Now, this podcast is possible due to our Patreon patrons, and you can become one by going to patreon.com slash my neighbors are dead. Supporting the show on Patreon's easy. You pay what you can, and in return, you get my neighbors are dead merch, behind the scenes info on how we make the show, a shout out on future episodes, and more. You may be wondering what we use this money for. Well, we use it for things like production costs, website hosting, traveling for the show, and our monthly meds. We are both severely medicated sad but true now podcasting isn't cheap and we appreciate any help you can give 
If you'd like to see how you can help out the show, go to patreon.com slash my neighbors are dead. Thanks for listening. And now back to the show. Well, welcome back. Uh, I'm sitting here. Well, thank you so much. First off, let me say thank you for coming by and doing this. Um, I am talking to Madison and Madison, you, you were adamant about not giving me your last name. Well, you know, I, a lot of people want to work where I work and if they know how to get in touch with me, I'll just be inundated. Sure. With resumes. Well, speak, you work, you are, I don't think without giving too, I think without giving too much away, you're a manager of a restaurant. Is that fair to say? Yeah. But that's very fair to say. <clears throat> and it's a pretty, pretty nice place. Um, I'm, it's known for its culinary delights, but also it's known for a table murder. I, thank you for saying culinary delights first. You know, we're trying to get away from being known for a table murder. Mm-hmm. Um, I just do mm-hmm. my best to train the the wait staff and to make things run smoothly and um, and just sort of not acknowledge, just bury deep, deep down the fact that there was a table murder there. Uh, we we changed the name, a lot of the decor since the table murder, mm-hmm. as you might imagine. A lot of it had blood on it, first of sure. all. Yeah. Um, you know, that, that woman who slit that other woman's throat, as far as I know, I haven't, I haven't read any follow-up news stories or anything about it. The woman who slit that other woman's throat, she walked around so much after with the knife drip, drip, drip all over, all over the restaurant. Admittedly, not a good look for the restaurant and her in terms of, you know, perceived innocence, but also the decor of your place. I, you know, I don't know. I don't want to give too much away. I don't, it seems like a really nice place and you don't go to a place like that expecting a table murder. That kind of thing is more reserved for an Applebee's or, you know, an, an Outback Steakhouse. So what has it done to the clientele post table murder? It's a lot of people on ghost tours. I'll tell you that much, you know, people that go to a city, a new Orleans type crowd. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's look at all the places where there might be ghosts in the city. So it's a lot of, you know, less customers, more people standing outside with phones out, taking pictures, going on ghost tours, um, me begging them to come in, please eat here. You won't get, slashed etc yeah yeah what has it done for your love of the business you know i i can assume that you know you you liked your job before the the table murder do you still like it do you still have the same drive the same passion for for your career well let me tell you something The, the table murder in a lot of ways was very good for me because um though i don't know if you are familiar with the waiter who was waiting on the table with the table murder, Taylor. Taylor, yeah. I, I'm not super familiar with him, but yeah. Very difficult. Very difficult employee. And after the table murder, he went insane and quit. Um, or he went insane. I guess he didn't officially quit. He just went insane and none of us ever saw him again. And um, He no-called, no-showed. He, yes. He N-C-N-S, as we say in the biz. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. In the restaurant biz, I'm surprised you knew that. Are you a waiter? Well, I, I used to serve many years ago. I was a server. And oh, where bartender. did you serve? 
I served at a, a, at a Carabas and then at a Rock Bottom Brewery in Chicago. Oh, Chicago. I came up in um, Ed DeBevix. Oh, did you really? Yes, yes. You know, I lived in Chicago for almost 10 years, Madison, and I never once ate at Ed DeBevix. Well, the food is bad and the service is annoying. And that's what we pri- prided, 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 proud ourselves upon. Yeah. Um, you know, if you ever want to eat at a restaurant where you give them your credit card and it comes back stuck inside an inflated balloon, Ed DeBevix is your place. It yeah. seems like a weird business model, certainly Ed DeBevix and Dick's Last Resort, where I already feel enough like a piece of garbage. I don't need the people that are, that are you know, providing me a meal to, to reaffirm that thought that I have myself. Well, you know, if you ever change your mind, I'm happy to use some of my old Ed DeBevix insults on you. Um, you just say the word and I'll, you'll feel I, like your throat was slashed, you know? All right, let's do it. Can you do one now? Can we like, let's say I walk into Ed DeBevix, okay. you know, it's me. Okay. And I walk, walk in. I yeah. Down. Well, welcome to Ed DeBevix table for one. Yes, please. Uh, I assume it's a table for one because all your friends hate you and say bad things about you when you're not around. Yep. Yeah. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Just, it's just, just, just a me. little quip. Just a little quip like that. Yeah. Wow. And really... then I would say, you know, what, take your time to look at the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'll probably order something stinky and that's why your friends don't want to be around you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I guess I do order a lot of stinky food. Um, okay, cool. I Yeah, Ed DeBevick sounds great. Um. So you, you leave Ed DeBevix. Where's the next stop for you after that? Next stop after Ed DeBevix. Uh, so that's that was the Ed DeBevix in Chicago, actually. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, Beverly Hills Ed DeBevix. There's one yeah. in Beverly in California. There absolutely is. So wow. I, I was transferred. They thought my insults were a little too highbrow for Chicago, a little too thin crust for Chicago, if you will. Sure. So sure. sent me to Beverly Hills. And, um, um, Madison, I would, I would be remiss if I didn't ask this, because like, I think you, you kind of hit on it. You know, the people of Chicago love them, very blue collar Midwest, really, you know, really good cold winter people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So let's, let's go to the Ed DeBevix in Beverly Hills. And now, you know, say it's me again, Adam, I walk into the Ed DeBevix in Beverly Hills. What would that exchange look like? Okay. Well, you know, you come in. Yeah. Ashante. Uh, Oh, uh, and, hello. <laughs> and bonsoir. Oh, okay. Uh, hello. hello. Uh, welcome to that DeBevix. Thank Beverly you. Hills, may mm. I take all of your shopping bags? Uh, you know what? Sure. Yeah, it's just socks and one small bag. But yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I, I suppose you needed to buy a bunch of socks because you're shuffling around your home alone all the time because all your what? friends hate you. It's happening. Why is it at everyone? Uh yeah, table for one, please. All right, I'll seat you right over here, right by okay. the um, the the area where we pretend to drop a bunch of cups all over you. And you know, I I hope you don't mind. I'm sitting at your booth with you. It's a fun mm-hmm. thing we do here at Ed DeBevix. Your oh, server I... sits right down in your booth. You're gonna sit with me the whole time. No one would ever sit with you the whole time, not even the people you consider your best friends. Oh, my God. So I guess that is a little different than it was in Chicago. 
Uh, slightly. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different. I, I will say it feels a little more refined and a little more intellectual, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. So uh, do they, at Ed DeBevix, do they ever train you for table murders? Like, let's say, you know, you know you're, you're saying pretty mean things. Like, what if somebody's like, I'm going to pull out a knife and slash somebody's throat? Are you prepared for that? Or was this the first time you'd ever had a table murder? You know, it's funny at Ed DeBevix, they do train you for a table slashing, but it's a slashing of you because you're there, you're picking at their every last insecurity. And um, a lot of Ed DeBevix waiters do get slashed. I can bet. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of self-defense training, a lot of karate kicks, um, stop, drop and roll for when they set you on fire, et cetera. Sure. Um, yeah, I wanted to get out of that, out of that world of potentially a potential slashing. Well, Ironically, yeah, nobody wants to go to a <clears throat> pardon me a restaurant job with with the fear of like, oh my god, I might get I might get cut up today. Yeah, and then so, if you you know if your insults aren't good enough and don't evoke a, a potential slashing, your your supervisor gives you a verbal slashing. It sounds like a really intense place to work. Quite, quite. So you leave the the self-preservation, you know, because of a slash environment of Ed DeBevix. Do you go right to the restaurant that we're that we're not going to name or are there stops in between? Uh, no, I, I head right up to the Bay Area, right up to San Fran um, in search of just a more expensive lifestyle. Sure. I mean, San Francisco is a great place to do that. Yeah, I was looking to just spend like so much money. Were you, was it unusual? Uh, was it was it a, a, a weird change? I guess like, was it difficult for you to go from the the fast paced insults of Ed DeBevix to a more fine dining establishment like the one where the table murder happened? Well, yes. At first, I was very confused. Where's the meatloaf on the menu? Where's the breakfast for dinner? Where's Ed's gravy, you mm -hmm. know? Um, but that confusion was very short because I did realize every restaurant has a different menu. Oh, so, were you under the impression that all restaurants had the same menu? Very briefly. You know, once you work at two Ed DeBevix, you think this is every restaurant. I absolutely, I see your point. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I, if I you totally do, get it. You do two of anything. You think that's all everything. Well, you know, the restaurants that I mentioned where you do expect violence to break out is part of the reason I like going to those places that I know I can get a chicken fajita roll up at any Applebee's in the United States. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Con a little bit of consistency. Yeah. I love the consistency of an Applebee's. Yeah. What are, what are your other favorite Applebee's items? <laughs> maybe, maybe we can bring some of them in a more deconstructed highbrow oh, like, sure. molecular gastronomy way to our restaurant. I mean, the chicken fajita roll-up is great without any pico on it. I love that. They're boneless wings, uh, Madison. I mean, they're, they're fantastic. I love a, a grilled chicken salad too, just to even out all the garbage I'm eating on top of it. Does any of that sound appealing to an endobevix type restaurant? Oh, to an Ed DeBevix. Or, or where, restaurant. the restaurant where you're at now, pardon me. I mean, frankly, all of it would fit in perfectly at Ed DeBevix. There's zero line between what Applebee's would serve and what an Ed DeBevix would serve. Mm -hmm. um, at my current place of employment, no, no. And also we don't serve meat anymore too evocative of, of 
uh, skin getting slashed. So we've, sure. we've reverted to, or not reverted, converted to a full vegan menu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I like vegan food. Yeah. So no, no flesh here, we can say. There's one thing as a former server, and I'm very curious about this because I know whenever I had to comp a table, whether a drink or an appetizer or something, it was kind of an ordeal. I had to get a manager to do it. And then the manager would go talk to the table. You are the manager. A neck slashing table murder just happened. What is that process like to comp all those meals and to really try to maintain a satisfactory level of customer service? Well, I'll tell you this. A lot of people left. A lot of people left that night. Now, a few people, they knew, they knew their meal was getting comped that night. And, you know, when you sort of know someone else's pain, maybe an extra bottle of wine, maybe creme brulee for dessert. Mm -hmm. So they really went to town. They were there actually for hours. The police were begging them to leave because it was an active crime scene, as you know. And they just Um, kept ordering? They just kept ordering. At a certain point, I called the owner and, you know, I said, nothing to worry about quick slashing here um do i have your permission to just give up for the night not do any of the paperwork for these remaining tables the owner said Mm -hmm. absolutely madison i trust you implicitly um no follow-up questions about the slashing see you tomorrow you know that's what they say about the restaurant business is that you can't live in the past too long you got to move forward because it's an ever-changing business, you know, exactly. people's taste buds change. And, I, you know, those people that came in that knew they were getting comp Madison, I feel for you because I could tell when I was serving, I would get a table in and I knew, I just knew these people were like, we're going to get something for free here. We're going to pull out a hair and stick it in our food or whatever, you know? Mm. So I feel for you on that one. That's just infuriating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's infuriating, but you can use it to your advantage sometimes. When I'm a little low on dough, because I do spend $75,000 a month on my two-bedroom home in San Francisco, I sometimes I will walk around, look for a restaurant where a crime is happening, sneak in. You know, it's like sneaking into the second act of a play. Mm -hmm. Sneak in as the crime is happening, pretend you've been there all along, order an entree. You know, you're not going to have to pay. So you... You know, you have to game the system. The system's gaming you. You got to game it right back. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm curious, Madison, why San Francisco, if you were so interested in spending money, did you leave Beverly Hills where things are so expensive and there's so many stores and it's known for shopping and excess? Why San Francisco? Well, I was trying to get away from an ex, if you must know. I'm so sorry. Yes, it, it was expensive, which I liked but it had an X in it, which I did not like. You know what? Say no more. I hear you. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry. You know, I getting away from a bad X is sometimes very, very difficult. Boy, it, it can really present a lot of challenges for some people. Mm-hmm. You know, some, are, some are easier than others. I've heard some breakups are easier than others, but some of them are just just brutal. Oh, yes. This, this man, he had this house with these walls barriers to getting out, mm-hmm. et cetera. You yeah. feel trapped. You feel trapped. Feel a little bit trapped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you did it. You escaped. I escaped all the way to San Francisco. Beautiful where, San Francisco. Where I knew he could never find me so far away from Beverly, as far away from Beverly Hills as I could get. San Francisco. I don't think there's a place further from Beverly Hills than San Francisco. 
if you go, if you go the other, you know, say you go south from Beverly Hills, uh-huh. San Francisco is extremely far away. That is extremely far. Yes. Yeah. You're going to hit another country. You keep going south. Exactly. Uh, so, but you got away and you made it to beautiful San Francisco. What a great place to blend in. Gorgeous. Uh, are you happy now? Are things good? Are, is the business good? Are, are you slowly seeing an uptick in, in sales post table murder? How, how are you? How are you doing? Yeah, as we get further and further away from the table murder, we we are slowly but surely rebuilding our clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of customers. No, only one repeat customer from that night who does come in quite often. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the ghost of the woman who was slashed. Sure. I've, I've, God, what a terrible thing. Yeah. We have a table for her. We say, you know, get this woman what she wants. She was murdered here, for Christ's sake. Um, so she, she's sort of a VIP at the restaurant. and. Well, I think that, I mean, look, if you're looking for a good ghost tour or if you're looking for some good vegan food, uh, look up Madison. We're not going to give you her last name and we're not going to tell you where she works. But if you go to the Ed DeBevix in Beverly Hills, they might have some kind of insight as to where she is. And I left a forwarding address with them. Yes. Great. You're the most professional manager I've ever met in the restaurant business. Nobody ever? does Wow. That. What a compliment. Well, yeah. as a manager, you must leave your forwarding address at the former restaurant that you worked at. It's in the manager's handbook. Exactly. Madison, there's just one more thing I'd, I'd like to do before we before we uh, get out of here, let you get out of here. I looked up on businessinsider.com and Austin, Texas appears to be the number one place to live in the United States. So we've been to Chicago, we've been to Beverly Hills. I'd like to see what my experience was like if, I can, if I'm not going to strike out a third time here at the Ed DeBevix in Austin, Texas. Do you think you could do that for me? Oh, absolutely. Great. Um, so how, I walk you walk in. Yep. Howdy. Oh, how, howdy. Oh, Texas. I like this. I'm not Howdy, howdy partner. Welcome to wow, cool. Ed DeBevix. The Ed DeBevix that's bigger than all the other Ed DeBevix. This is a big Ed DeBevix. I've been to two and this by far puts them to shame. Yeah. And as I'm sure you know, we've been helping keep Austin weird for decades. Yeah, I love that. And you being here is really helping keep Austin weird. And that's not me saying that. That's all your friends. You know what? I like Austin, Texas. I'm helping to contribute to a town. Uh, Well, I'm glad you like it because like is not a word that a lot of your friends say about you when you're not around. All right. Where do you want to sit? Madison, that was great. I appreciate you. I've been to, I've gotten, that was by far the best one because I am helping to keep Austin weird. All right. Well, you know, there are certain cities that you just must keep weird. You got to do it. Portland, Austin. I think maybe Denver at this point might be a keep it weird city. Again, three great cities. Yeah. It's a big weird. Yeah. It's a big industry keeping certain cities weird. Well, Madison, uh, if anything, you have reignited my passion to want to work in the food service industry. So I think you're doing something great as a manager. I hope the people who work for you know how good they have it. Wow, what a compliment. I thought I made it sound like hell, but that's great to hear. No, you sound great. Uh, Madison, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for having me. 
thank you so much for listening to My Neighbors Are Dead. I've been your host, Adam Peacock. The show is produced by myself with Nate DeFort and edited by Nate DeFort. Original music was done by Jesse Case, along with Dane Halverson, and our original artwork was done by Mark Nishan. I want to give a big thank you to Beth Appel for coming by and playing Madison. You can catch Beth as the co-host of the Everything is Rent podcast. Download that wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show and you want to support us, please like and subscribe. And if you'd like to donate to the show, you can find us on Patreon.com at My Neighbors Are Dead. Follow us on Instagram at My Neighbors Are Dead and on Twitter at My Dead Neighbors. Again, thank you so much for listening to the show and we'll see you next week. Oh, it's our old friends, the listeners from My Neighbors Are Dead. Do you guys remember us? And are you ready for a promo? Let's do yoga. Let's get fit. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Muriel. And we're the hosts of Hella in Your your 30s. 30s. This is a podcast for people of all ages, all about navigating this dystopian world we live in (laughs) that's right so every monday we invite you into our living room or out into the world on whatever adventures we go on or into our living room for an adventure in our living room (laughs) yeah like having your wife challenge you to a great british baking show style competition in your own kitchen that's right or maybe you know you want to know what it's like to volunteer at a food bank or maybe uh, well you know you want to hear what it's like to foster kittens in the midst of a pandemic that's right super easy but giving cats medication is literally the worst thing in the world (laughs) okay anyways if you want to hang out with us find us every monday hella in your 30s wherever you get your podcast tomorrow's a new day let's order pizza